Welcome back, everybody, to Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Glover, a.k.a. 757 Cigar Mike. Stay tuned today. Today we're talking about how to light your cigar the right way. We'll be right back. In a world desperate to separate us by our differences, there's still a place where you can go where all are welcome. The Cigar Lounge. Welcome to the Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast. And we are back. I'm your host, Mike Glover, a.k.a. 757 Cigar Mike, and today we're going to talk about your, your lighting your cigars the wrong way and how to light them the right way. So we're going to start with some basic introductions like we do on every podcast, and we'll start to my left, your right, with Mr. Jake. Hey, guys. I'm Jake, a.k.a. Bearded Cigar Lover. Come find me on Instagram. And to my right, your left. Uh, I'm Ken. You can follow me at Ken Blue Smoke on Instagram if you'd like. And I want to highlight, as we get started, our podcast sponsor is Family by Loyalty. And one of the cigars that we carry is the Hattie. Uh, it has flavor notes of pepper, sweetness, cocoa, and chocolate milk. It is a fantastic cigar. And um, you can see some of their products up here in the front. That's actually one of my absolute favorite Connecticut cigars. Um, for those of you that are Connecticut fans, most of you guys know this. Most Connecticut's do not have flavor transitions from the first, second, and final third of the cigar. This one does. This is a beautiful Connecticut with great flavor transitions. And it's very, very rare in a Connecticut cigar. So if you haven't tried one already, we highly recommend you pick one up. So to begin with, uh, the, the least, probably the least popular, or, or depending how you look at it, is the two-step process of lighting your cigar with like a, a cedar um, a shard or a piece of cedar. And you have to light the cedar first, and then you light the cigar. So it's not, it's not the, the most obvious way to go. It's way more parts to it. We do not recommend lighting cigars this way. <laughs> but it works. That, that's one way to light a cigar. <laughs> yeah. That is not the recommended method, even with cedar, right. to do it to get that kind of flame. All right. So I'm going to light my cigar next. And uh, today I'm smoking a Big Sky Cryptid. For those that know me, know... It's a San Andreas wrapper um, and Nicaraguan binder and filler. And I absolutely love this cigar. It's one of my top go-to cigars. Uh, and I'm going to light it with a Zippo. Now, some of you are cringing in your seat right now going, don't use a Zippo. Don't worry. I have a butane insert. Okay, so this is a butane torch insert for Zippo. I think the insert itself is like nine bucks on Amazon. And then you use the Zippo case, right? But the way that you want to do it is you light your lighter and you keep the flame away from the foot of the cigar. You don't want the flame actually touching the foot of the cigar like Ken did. You want to just toast the foot. It's called toasting the foot. This is a nice, even orange uh, burn on the bottom of the foot. Notice I'm about four inches away from the foot of the cigar. You can see the smoke already rising. You're getting a nice orange burn. And once you've got a nice, even coverage on the foot, just bring it up, 
take a couple draws, keep your flame away while you're doing it. It's plenty hot. You get a nice, even light. So that's one way to do it that works. I'm going to light a cigar that you were going to give to somebody else. And you don't want to shove their cigar in your mouth. <laughs> right? Well, most people don't. Most people don't. So again, I'm just... I'm using a quad frame flame, which is not my favorite lighter. It's just the one I have in my pocket today. And you can see that it throws the flame really far. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to turn that down. Use a little less fluid. Same thing. Toast. Hold it away. I turned it down so I can get a little closer. Toast the foot. Roll it in your fingers as you do it. Try to get the whole thing. And since we're not putting it to the mouth... Give it a couple shakes. Help Wait. move the heat. Help move everything through. Warm up the cigar. Yep. Especially when it's frigid cold like it is here. This actually will help solve other problems like splitting, canoeing, uh, other cigar issues. He's actually getting airflow through the yeah. cigar. I've already cut. You know, we've already cut the cigar. So then, hit it with a little more. Rolling the cigar. I I wobble the the flame at the same time. Do it again. And if you guys probably can't tell, but there's actually smoke rising out of the foot when it's shaking. Do this two, three times. There's also a great way to do it if you're using uh, uh, cedar planks, like from Cigar Saber or something, or uh, even, you know, good matches. And all of a sudden, without ever touching your mouth, you have a perfectly lit cigar that now you can hand to somebody or enjoy yourself. That's that, simple. That's a good skill to have because if you're introducing someone to cigars, yes, you're probably going to want to do that for for their cigar. So they so they, they don't scorch the whole side like I did. They don't or, scorch it. They don't burn it <clears> weird. <throat> the other thing is is you'll hear a lot of people can say that um oh man you know that first couple of draws is is bitter. It's got an unpleasant taste. Usually what that is is that you take a torch and you shove it in there. And the oils in the cigar, you actually burn the oils, which is causing that acidic, bitter taste. Mm -hmm. So by doing it this way, you're not having that problem. You're not shoving it in your mouth. It's not a cigarette. You don't shove it in your mouth and, and, and try to suck the flame down it. Right. Um, you know, so it's, it's, you know, I tell people it's kind of like uh, if you're frying eggs, you know, making, you know, sunny side up eggs or whatever. You put a little oil in the pan. You put the egg in there. If the oil's too hot, it chars, it burns the egg and they have a little bitter. It's the same thing with a cigar. The oils, you can actually damage the oils and it changes the, the flavor, which changes the experience of the cigar. So, you know, by doing it this way, you have a lot less risk unless you shove that torch all the way up. Like Mike said, three, four inches away. It's just enough to do it. Take a minute and do it. It's an experience. Enjoy it. Right. Slow down for a minute. It's a cigar. It's the number one mistake people make. The flame is actually touching, whether it's a soft flame or whether it's a torch, the flame is actually touching the tobacco. And you are, you're just absolutely ruining the cigar when you do that. You just want to toast it. You want to heat it up. And Jake actually showed me this a long time ago. You take a piece of paper. If you don't believe that flame is hot, when the flame is three or four inches away, take a piece of paper and take that flame and and hold it away from a torch, that paper will ignite yeah. right into a flame with that flame from the torch, never having touched the paper. It will absolutely do the job. So just keep that in mind. Don't torture cigar. I think uh, Ken, Ken and I were laughing our ass off the other day 
we're watching an interview mm-hmm. on YouTube. Michael Jordan and the um, the publisher of uh, Cigar Aficionado. The editor. The editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief. Right. Of Cigar Aficionado. Right. His lighting a, probably a $200 cigar because <laughs> why would you not? It was a pre-Castro right? Cuban, which means it's quite, quite a bit of age and probably very rare. Yep. And he just absolutely scorched the whole side of the cigar. <laughs> of all the people who should know how to light a cigar, he demonstrated a very poor technique. Well, and, and they got a close-up of it. I mean, he is just absolutely burying. He had a, the full inch of the foot was torched black. No, and you should be able to light a cigar without ever damaging any of the wrapper around it. And it's a skill. Right? It, right, the more you smoke, the more you practice, the more you pay attention to it, the it, better you get. It can be part of the ritual. It's part of the, it's, you know, smoking a cigar is a ritual, right? right it's right. it's cigars were they're they're not an item that you see guys working in a field smoking, right? It's at the end of the day or at lunch after a break, they would give themselves a cigar to you know wind down, relax, have some fellowship with other brothers. It's not a race, right? Right. So enjoy the ritual, enjoy the history, you know. Um, and the other thing is, I'll say this: I hate with a passion, and I've got one on me today because that's why I threw it in my pocket before I headed over here. I think you should use a single torch. You don't need a triple torch. There's no reason to have three and four torches to light a cigar, except, especially as a new, if you're a new cigar smoker, all you're going to do is screw up your cigar faster with more torches. You know, learn how to do it with a single torch. I honestly think, and I would look it back, I wish I'd have done it. Um, I wish I'd have learned how to, I'd have started using cedar planks. Because you really learn how to roll the cigar in your hands. Really how the fire affects the cigar. And now everyone's like, oh, well, can I get a 22 torch? You know, let me just fire up the, you know, the butane stove that I, that I can use for camping and light that cigar. <laughs> right. Because it's faster. But it's not about speed. No. You know, cigars are about slowing down. And the lighting process should be the beginning of that ritual, right? You, you took the time to, hopefully, to cap the cigar properly. To shave as little off as you can to create the airflow. Take the time to light it properly. Yep. Absolutely. You know? Well, um, so uh, once you've got it lit, you sometimes you're going to need to tend it. And yeah. there, you know, sometimes you get it burning just down the side, and that has a name. If you have a canoeing, if it starts to, you know, one side's burning faster than the other, and you get a bad canoe, you can have that. Yeah, and then what do you do? You, you t- so, touch it up. So part of that is learn how – so there's a f- couple of factors with that. The first one is if you learn how to light it properly and you get it all lit evenly, and that's a, that's a skill. That's not going to happen day one. You might get lucky and get it and then miss it the next ten times. Like this one, I didn't get it. I've got one side. You guys probably can't tell, but I'll turn the cigar slowly. One side is not lit as well. And that was me. That was, I messed it up. So if you have to touch it up, again, you don't have to shove the flame into it. Get your lighter, get it close. And as you can see, you know, you work your way in. I can see that it's touching. And just very gently rolling the cigar still, you touch it up. And now it's burning properly. Yep. There's no reason to take that flame and I'm going to do this even though it hurt, it pains me. There's no reason to take that flame and go, oh, I need to touch this up. Here, let me get that fire on here. 
you know, and I'm not going to do it long, so I'm not going to ruin a good cigar. But, <laughs> you know, there's no reason. Again, that fire does not have to be there. Three to four inches, touch it up, and go back to your smoking experience. Exactly. Well, what right. about... Go ahead. Uh, well, you know, it, it's an occasional thing that, that you, you may have to do. It can right. it can burn a little bit unevenly, and, and a lot of good cigars will just even out as well, you go. Well, the other thing is, too, if it's burning unevenly, rotate the cigar and draw on it at a different position right. because heat rises. Right, the heat wants to You can to change up. how that heat's affecting the cigar yep. just by turning it in your hand. Exactly. And you should ro- you should rotate the cigar when you're lighting it, when you're drawing that initial draw anyway, to make sure, again, it's all even on the bottom. The more even you get with your toasting and your lighting, the less likelihood you're going to have those canoeing issues. When, so, you, when you get a good light, you tend to get a good ash also. Oh, yeah. Yes. So you'll get that three quarters of an inch that's just sitting there rock solid. Yep. And you don't have to. It's not going to. Mostly, it's not going to fall in the your other, lap. The only yeah, way that I don't like seeing people light evil. cigars, and this is a personal choice, matches. Matches has sulfur, right? You light that match, and you'll see guys strike the match, and you get that <laughs> flame, right? As soon as it is, they're trying to get that into their cigar. Well, that's all. Sulfur. That's all sulfur. It's chemicals. If you get that in the cigar, especially if you're drawing that cigar, like Mike did when you light it, you get that match and you get that flame and you draw it, you're sucking that sulfur taste into the cigar. You're changing the the whole flavor profile of that entire cigar because you were in a hurry. If you're using matches, light it. When the flame starts to work its way down the match, past the, the, the head of the match, then use that softer flame on the side to light your cigar. So and yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to baby it more, and you may take three or four matches to do it that way. Mm-hmm. But you're not affecting the whole overall experience of that cigar. So talking about chemicals and changing the flavor profile, let's talk about a traditional Zippo lighter. So you know I've had a lot of debate with people on this. Some people say it does. Some people says it doesn't. But if anybody's ever smelled traditional Zippo Zippo lighter fluid, it has a smell. It has an aroma. Mm-hmm. That comes out of the flame. You can actually light that Zippo and still smell that. It does change the overall taste of the cigar. It's going to give it that fluidy smell. Actually, becomes a flavor note. Now, now about ten years ago, Zippo changed their their uh, formula. They, it still does it. Now, a lot of guys are going to tell you they don't notice the difference, and that's okay. Like, if you don't notice the difference, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Right, I'm not calling that. It's 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 a very subtle change, um, but you will notice it. Especially, I don't notice it. Like I have a standard Zippo, and I've had to use it before. It's the it's the lighter. Like I'll I'll say this: <clears throat> the lighter you have at the time you want a cigar is the best lighter there is, <laughs> right? Because it's without it you can't light the cigar. Right. So, I've had to do it. You know. Um, I will, I will say I can tell there's a difference in the change. But I will tell you, it depends on the cigar to me, right? If I get a stronger cigar that's a, a flavor bomb, it's a lot less noticeable. Right. If I get a, a Candela or a lighter Connecticut and I have to do it, I notice that the whole, the whole experience is different. Right. So a lot of it's going to be what you're smoking. And a lot of guys rely on the traditional Zippos for traveling because they're completely allowed right. in carry-ons, in yep. check luggage, where a butane lighter is not unless it's empty. And they may make you open it up. and I've even had them take them when they're empty. And, and take them when I they're empty. Yeah, I lost exactly. one of uh, Stolen Throne soft flames 
on my way to PCA last year. Lee gave it to me when I was hanging out with him. He's like, hey, man. I was like, sweet, I'm going to take it and rock this thing at PCA, right? Support the brands that you like. Something little, but a logo on a lighter and a photo or a, when you're using it, people see it and it helps the brands. And so it was still in the box. Never been, I, I made, I, I opened it up long enough to make sure it was purged. There was no fluid in it. The gal at TSA said, Hey, you can't have that. I explained to her that there was no fluid in it, that it's by their guidelines. It was right. She wanted to push the issue. Not worth the fight. Not going to argue that. Right. Let them have the damn lighter. But the other thing I do when I travel is half the time, I don't even take a lighter with me. Right. I throw a pocket knife in my check bag. Half the time I'll use a pocket knife to cap a cigar. And as soon as I get to wherever I'm going, the first lounge I hit up, because I like supporting local lounges when I travel. So I only ever travel with three or four cigars. All right. Enough to get me to the next three or four. Right. As soon yep. as I get to a local lounge, I'll buy a, a, a lighter from them that I don't mind losing. Right. You know, spend 10 bucks if I have to, maybe five bucks, get a lighter that does the job. And when I leave, I either throw it in my check bag and hope I still have it when I get home or I just <laughs> toss it in the trash and don't worry about it and exactly. walk away. Yeah. Right. It, it did its job, right? I like, you know, like at PCA, I did that. What I smoked 40 cigars in five days using that lighter. That lighter did its job. It cost me $6. Yep. Well, lighters get around. So if right. you're a regular cigar smoker, you're going to have your favorite and you're, you're not going to want to lose that one. Right. But if you're a regular cigar smoker, you, they tend to accumulate somehow. Right. So when they die, it's usually not that, that big of a deal. You don't want to spend too much time trying to get it to work again. You just One of my favorite lighters is actually a brand that you guys carry. You just don't carry my favorite lighter, but we'll work that out. The Lotus? Yeah. Lotus is uh, Lotus makes a soft flame. Or a flat flame. I'm sorry. Not a soft flame. Yeah, a flat, flat flame. Yeah. That's windproof. And they're about, I don't know, 20, 25 bucks. Yeah. Great lighters. Hold a bunch of fuel. Work every time you click them. I've got a couple of those. That's actually my favorite lighter. And I actually don't travel with them unless I'm driving intentionally. Just because I don't want some TSA agent to like my lighter more than me. You know, and there's a lot of companies out there that make really good, expensive lighters. We all probably have a few, but again, those aren't lighters that I travel with. They're not yep. lighters that I take to lounges. They're lighters I leave at my house because yeah. I don't want to lose an eighty or ninety or a hundred or two hundred dollar lighter. Yeah, yeah, I've got the St. Dupont flat flame, and that's an expensive lighter. Yeah, and I'm not gonna even think about taking that through TSA, right? Because I'm not. I do not want to you replace know. that three hundred dollar lighter. But, it, you know, but the thing is, you know, how do you light a cigar wrong? You burn the foot. You run the flame down the side. You blister the, you know, I've, I've watched guys shove that lighter in so much that the foot actually blisters. Hmm. Yep. You know, and you've just, and then they're sucking on it the whole time. So they're sucking all that acidity down that cigar. I watched a guy actually uh, at one of the lounges we frequent last couple times, a couple times ago when I was there do it. And I, it was a cigar I recommended to him that I knew was in his wheelhouse because I've talked to the guy enough. I watched him light it that way, and he's he's like, oh, this cigar's horrible. And I was like, well, dude, you only ruined it by, you know, <laughs> trying to light the damn thing on fire like you were going using it as a camp log, you know? So I think learning how to light a cigar is actually, as a cigar smoker... An art form. An art form. There's two things that you can have a... Like, they say... By the time you get this cigar in your hand, it's been touched by 300 hands. 
that's a lot of work, right? For the guys that planted the that, that tended the fields, that planted the tobacco, that tended it, that picked it, that took it to the you know the fermentation houses to age, it, then aged it, and then rolled it, and then banded it, and then put Ship, it packaged a, it. aging room after the fact, then packaged it and got it to you. There's a lot of labor that goes into a cigar, yeah. And to get that to me personally, to get that cigar and just totally cut it wrong, light it like a moron, you're it's almost a disservice to the craft to get it there. Disrespectful. It's disrespectful if nothing else. And yeah, it takes some time to learn how to do it. But if you want to smoke a cigar, take the time to learn how to light them properly. Take the time to learn how to cut it properly. So yeah. what, what about relighting, right? Because that happens a lot uh, to us, especially this group, because we all like to flap our gums about any particular topic. And we could sit here for five or 10 or 15 minutes on a, uh, small monologue yeah, and go to take a draw off your cigar and it went out. All right. So I got a cold, I got a cold half of a cigar here, maybe a little less than half of a cigar is definitely out. We got a cold day here. I got my beanie cap on. And, um, w one of the things you want to do is gently tap all of the ash off and then you want to brush off the, the, um, the charred parts. They can't probably hear <laughs> as much as possible <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna do that real well, quick and the other thing so ken's talking about brush off the other thing is and this actually uh joey hudson told me this trick purge it put it to your mouth blow out of out. that cigar a good hard puff out to get rid of anything that's in there and then you can relight it and re-enjoy that cigar <laughs> and the purge actually i never heard about that and i tried it and sure enough when you relight it you enjoy that cigar like you did. You right, and it won't taste, it won't, it, 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 the taste is going to change. So it's not going to taste like it did initially, but it's probably still worth finishing. Right. right. So don't expect that it's going to be the exact same as when you lit it the first time. It's going to taste a little bit different, but if you purge it, if you knock all the ash off and you start again, it'll be worth it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a way to save the cigar without destroying the entire flavor profile. Another thing that um, I want to talk about and real quick. If you quick, watch Ken right there, you see how close that flame is? He is abusing that poor cigar. You can also lose an eyebrow. You shouldn't <laughs> ever lose an eyebrow. And your beard should never be in jeopardy if you light a cigar properly. So one of the other things, and it's appropriate for today, is cold weather cigar smoking. Right, It's that time of year. It's January. It's cold as hell all over the country. The last thing you want to do is take a cigar that's in your 70-degree house and humidor, walk outside in minus, right minus 30-degree temperatures, cut it, and light it right up. Because what's going to happen, Jake? It's going to explode. You're going to have, you're going to have catastrophic failure. So the best thing you can do if you're in a cold environment, you're, you're going outside to smoke because your wife won't let you smoke inside because she doesn't love you enough, <laughs> then you take the cigar with you like – let it climatize a little bit. Let it sit there for a couple of minutes and light it gently and don't start drawing on it hard. Right. You're not you're like, don't light it and go, okay, it's cold out. I want to, I'm going to hurry up and have this cigar. No, you're not. That cigar is still going to take 30 to 40 minutes to smoke. It's yeah. a cigar. It's not a cigarette folks. Right. Light you it gently. Even, you can even go outside, put it on a table, leave nope. it for five or 10 minutes and then come back outside yeah. to it. Let it acclimate to the climate around it. And, it, and it's completely smokable. Yep. You know, but if you smoke it too fast, 
you're going to get side splits. You're going to watch the whole thing come undone in your hand, and you're going to go, oh, this cigar sucked. You know, it's it gonna, unrolled on me. It's going to look like one of those exploding cigars. From the old cartoons. From the old cartoons yeah. where someone would take a draw and go poof at the end. It's going to look like that at the end. It's going to be a mess. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be complaining. You're going to be sending the manufacturer a picture of it saying, my cigar exploded. Send me another one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not the cigar's fault. Right. You know. And you have to think, too. Cigars were historically, right, they were all, they're all made, even now, they're all made in warm tropical environments. If you live in a place where it's colder than crap, I'm trying to think how to say that without <laughs> having to get to bleep too much, you need to say, hey, look, I live in a place that's that way. I need to learn how to light cigars and right. deal with cigars for that environment. You know, me, when it's this cold out, if we didn't have the lounge, I just don't smoke. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, I would rather just not have a cigar than freeze my ass off. Right. And, and it's true. I mean, man, cigars don't have that same addictive property that cigarettes have right. because you're not inhaling them. You're not drawing them into your lungs. You don't have all the chemicals that are put into cigarettes that make them that much more addictive. Right. It's just a natural product, a natural tobacco leaf without any additives. So and if you, you don't can believe go us I, that you're not smoking them like a cigarette, I want you to go buy a cigar, <laughs> light it, and I want you to take that. I want you to inhale that like you would a cigarette <laughs> into your lungs. But when you do it, do us a favor, record it and put it up and do it in your local lounge in front of all your buddies because <laughs> they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. Well, man, this, look, this, look at that ash. Mm -hmm. Look at that. I don't know if you guys can see that. Nice, even ash. This is a quality cigar, quality construction, a great light job if I do say so myself. <laughs> this, is, this, is the way, this is the way it's supposed to look. Even though there's a lot of ways to go wrong, if you get your cigar lit back up and you enjoy it, then there ain't it nothing wrong with that. And it works. That's right. the, bo the bottom line, guys. It's your cigar. You can cut it. You can light it any way you want. Right? So in that, in, if you think about it along those lines, there is no wrong or right, no, right way to cut and light a cigar. There is technically, if you want to enjoy the maximum flavor profile the way it was intended, intended, and designed during the blending and rolling and construction process, but it's your $10, $15, $20, $30 cigar. Do whatever the hell you want to with it. And, you know, the one is if you see somebody doing it wrong in a lounge, don't make fun of them. Yeah. You know, they may not know better. You know, a lot of people never had anybody show them how to cut and light cigars. They wanted to be in the cigar community. They like what the community stands for, and they figured it out. And if you're in a lounge and you see somebody doing it crazy, yeah, if it's an opportunity, don't, you know, without being a dick. Remember all of our rules, number one, don't be a dick. Yeah, Ken's rule, if don't you be can, a dick. If you can show them, hey, you know, when you light a cigar and you can educate them gently, nicely, and kindly. Constructively. Constructively. Let them know. They may not know better. You know, there was a gal, and I still remember her to this day, when I was doing cutting lights, that went into a local lounge her first cigar ever, she she actually cut it wrong very poorly. She knocked about an inch off the cigar, she said. And she lit that in because she thought you had to light the end that you cut. She lit it horribly. People made fun of her, mocked her for it, and she didn't want to be in the cigar community anymore. I met her at a cut and light, sat with her, showed her, explained how to, what the parts of a cigar were, 
explained to her how to cut it and light it properly, showed her how to cut it and light it properly, and now she smokes cigars and she enjoys the community. She's in the community. It's a it's a it, it's an experience for them to learn, and it's an experience for you to meet somebody you didn't know. Right. You know, and the other one I'll say this, even though we're talking about lighting, if you're new to the cigar industry and you're wanting to know how to cut a cigar, I've got one buried over here, and I don't have it probably in arm's reach. Oh, you have yours right there on the table. You hand me the your perfect, cutter, please. Perfect cut. This is a cutter that every new cigar smoker, I think, should be given a perfect cut. It doesn't work on... It has to be a, a round cap or a flat cap cigar. It doesn't work on torpedoes. Well... It does. You can figure it out, but... <laughs> Four clips in your home. It does... It makes sure you don't cut off anything extra. Right. If you're new to the cigar smoking, the first thing is you have to learn how to cut a cigar. A perfect cut's going to teach you where to cut it. Eventually, you can buy a better cutter. Right. One that isn't a perfect cut and cut. But a perfect cut is a great way to do it. Single torch. Don't go... Oh, yeah, your buddy that's been smoking cigars for 20 years has a quad flame and you think it's cool. Hey, that's great. Go buy a single torch. Learn how to do it with a single torch. Yeah. Once you learn, add the other fire. All it does is make it go faster. But again, it's not about speed. It's about the experience. I'll, it's I'll about get, community. And that's what that's what this whole show is about. Is the it's community. Being a, a part of the community. And one way you can be a part of our community is comments on our podcast. We love to hear from you. Uh, if you've got any tips that we didn't cover, share them in the comments. If there's stuff that uh, you thought we got wrong or right, share it in the comments. Roast us. Yeah. <laughs> We get plenty of roasts. We don't really have to ask for those anymore. <laughs> but we like to cover a couple of good comments, a couple of things that made us laugh or entertained us or whatever. So today we we have a we have a pretty harsh roast here. It it says, um, <laughs> "Is this a support? Is this a support meeting for fat guys who've been divorced by their wives because they've been stuck in a midlife crisis for twenty years?" Wow. <laughs> well, I love the first response to that. Somebody coming to our defense, and they said, LOL, you stole the photo of a couple you'll never be part of, so how can you talk shit, <laughs> right? So I love it when our community comes to back us. Yes, and I'll say this. Yes, this is a support group for us. It's coming together as brothers, having cigars, sharing experiences about cigars, about life, about man topics, about camping and glamping and why you shouldn't glamp, but, you know... <laughs> And is RV is RV really is RV camping really camping? I think questionable. It is. Um, but yes, so yes, this is our time to get together as brothers, talk between episodes, hang out, talk about life. But are we all having a midlife crisis? No, I w I wouldn't know if I was. Uh, one, I think to have a midlife crisis, you have to be able to afford a Ferrari. So we're not there right. yet. <laughs> Let me get to that point. We can talk. Facts. Uh, you know. But, so yeah, it's funny when people say that. They have no clue who we really are, no clue what we do during the day. But hey, that's okay. So our own community came back on this guy. And there's a long string of comments beyond that. Like the next one is LOL, dork. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, the, the, it goes on. But um, obviously, if you're, if you're brave enough to roast us, you got to be brave enough to take a little bit of a roast yourself for sure. And uh, we welcome fun comments. We welcome, we get mostly good comments and people telling us, hey, thanks for 
you know, informing us on this. And or sharing their own experiences. Absolutely. Right. We got people asking, what's the best lounge in this place? And we might not have any idea because we, we haven't been there. And then some of our, our listeners will come in and put two or three different lounges that someone can go to. For that, that area. That's, that's a huge help. That's community, right? There. That's community. It's all about the cigar community. All the negative. Honestly, if you go on and you're hiding behind your keyboard... And all you want to do is roast us and be negative. We'll come out here and you can look us in the face and watch the video. We'll call you out. We're not going to hide behind a keyboard. <laughs> you know. Well, we don't control who YouTube shows this to. So I think people don't really understand that YouTube wanted you to see us if you're seeing us. <laughs> yeah. Unless you searched us out, YouTube thought we should. And if you comment, they're going to show you more of us. <laughs> right. So help us out. And, uh, you know. But yeah, it's all about community. Help each other out. Teach people how to light cigars properly. Teach people how to slow down, especially in today's age. You know, right. everybody's on their phones. Everybody's running 500 miles an hour. Cigars are made to sit down, have a brotherhood, have a sisterhood, have a community, share experiences, talk about the good, talk about the bad, and not have to carry all of that with you. Right. You know, cigars don't care the color of your skin. They don't care how you vote. They don't care your religion. They don't care who you're sleeping with. Don't bring that crap into a lounge. Build a better community. There's no room for hate and ignorance in the cigar community. There's enough of it in the world. There is enough of that shit in the world. Leave it at, leave it other places. It's not here. All right. And with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something. Thank you so much for your love and support in the comment section. Liking and sharing the video. It really helps us in the YouTube algorithm. We, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. You're being part of our community, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. With that, we hope you guys have an awesome week. God bless you all. And always remember, be a man, carry a gun, smoke a cigar. Grow a beard. <laughs>